Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Oh, ain't that a kick in the nuts? Look, it could be worse. But it's just annoying, frustrating, and, you know, it's disappointing to have the result. I'm just glad we have the result. I'm glad it's over with. I couldn't care less about Carlos Correa or Scott Boris anymore. I think everybody in this town is ready to move on. He's irrelevant. He's a Minnesota twin. They suck. They'll always be losers. And that's where he chose to go. And I get it because he got a much better deal than what the Mets were willing to give him. And if anything, that was probably the most shocking part of this. Last night, we started to crunch the numbers a little bit. And actually, we we came kind of close to thinking six years, seven years. But I was thinking 250, something like that. Maybe you get seven years, 250 million. And I thought the Mets would be willing to do that because we were all assuming that the worry from the Mets' perspective would be the long term. You're nine, eight, nine, 10, whatever, 11, 12. That's what the concern was. Clearly, what this showed you, where the Mets were $41 million shy of the guarantee that Minnesota was willing to give for the six years, was that the Mets maybe didn't trust the front end of it as much as you would have thought. And there, there comes the point, too, where the Mets you know, are going to be hit with the luxury tax thresholds that Minnesota is not. So their average per year goes up, which is why they got to keep the AAV down. Bottom line is this, you could, and look, I I heard, when did this news break, like 12.45 or so, something like that? I heard, I was at the gym, and I heard the collective sigh of relief from Yankee fans. It was almost like, I I could hear it, oh, thank God, thank God, Correa. Because, you know, the Yankees are feeling insecure and less than because the Mets have the richest owner in the sport and that's not changing. So the Yankee fans can gloat and celebrate all they want. And by the way, it can't be two ways. You can't knock the Mets for going to get Correa at the time that it happens and then knock the Mets for losing Correa because they checked in on the medicals and it wasn't good. Which one is it? It, it's, it can't be both. So the Mets, to me, did the right thing here 
because they really didn't have a choice. It sucks. They wanted the player. They wanted the player so much that they were going to extend a 12-year, $350 million offer to him. They agreed to the deal, which, by the way, they wouldn't have had the opportunity to do if he weren't damaged goods. I mean, that's the fact. Correa was never going to be a Met. He was going to be a Giant or a Twin now. If there were no issue with the leg, he would have been a Giant. Being that there's an issue with the leg, he's a Twin. So he was never really going to be a Met. But the Mets did the right thing. And the bigger picture is, you know, whether it's the Yankee fans trying to troll or whatever, like, it's it's just, if you think that this is a bad thing for the Mets, you're stupid. Because the bigger sign is that they have an owner that was willing to go out there and overextend himself yet again to put the best team possible on the baseball field. That's what he was trying to do. Now, to his credit, he showed discipline and restraint. I'm not sure I would have been able to show that same discipline and restraint. I wanted Correa badly. I think it was the final piece, as he said it was. But I obviously didn't see the medicals. I don't know what the doctors are saying. He did, so you can look at that and take it whichever way you want. But, you know, it's it's difficult to show discipline in that spot if you are the owner, knowing that you want Correa, knowing that you were that close, and knowing that it's just a matter of, you know, 41 million bucks or whatever would have been extra to get that deal done. He didn't. And I give him credit for that because he's not being reckless and foolish and stupid. He went out there, wanted the player. Turns out the player's got a bum like there is clearly something wrong with Carlos Correa. And now he's going to the Twins. And now the Mets have to figure out how to get better because they're good. They're really good. But how are they going to get better? They needed that type of bat. That type of bat right now, like Correa, is not out there. So they're going to have to get creative. And even, you know, if you go trade for Brian Reynolds, and I don't think that they're going to do that. But even if they did that, it's a good move. It wouldn't excite me the way that Correa would. But I know come trade deadline, there will be big bats available. And now the Mets are going to have to go out there and add and trade from their prospects. It's as simple as that. You can't have it both ways. If you're not going to spend big in the offseason, and it's not their own fault, they tried, they couldn't do it because the guy was damaged good, then you have to give up prospects. Whether it's now, whether it's at the trade deadline, obviously I expect them to be big players in Otani, assuming he does hit free agency next year. If not at the trade deadline, it'll probably be them and the Dodgers. I would say the Yankees, but I don't know if the Yankees have the funds to get involved in Otani. I'm I'm not being facetious. I really don't know. I mean, the Yankees haven't spent at all. So, you know, as far as being the big players that they used to be. Yeah, Carlos Rodon is nice. But, I mean, that's not the way the Yankees usually operate. Are they going to be a big player again after extending for Aaron Judge and knowing what they already have on the book? So, I mean, maybe. Let's see if Otani wants to go to the pinstripes. We don't know. But I would anticipate the Mets and Dodgers being the biggest player for Shohei Otani. So my thing here is, yes, it's disappointing. There's no way to sugarcoat it. You're losing on what was potentially an all-star player, a difference-making player. But the problem is it was never real. It's fake. That player that they thought they were getting doesn't exist. Correa isn't the guy because of his physical, because of the medicals. He's not that guy. This is no one's fault. It's unfortunate from the Mets' perspective. It is no one's fault. Now, what they could do is maybe ask the Yankees for IKF. (laughs) Maybe see if I can. Or Josh Donaldson. Maybe they could get Josh Donaldson to play there because the Yankees, remember last year, they had a chance to get Correa, and they're so smart 
that they didn't want Correa because they knew that he had injury history and they, you know, they didn't want, they would rather have Donaldson and IKF. So you got to give the Yankees credit there. Maybe those guys will be available this year for the Mets to be able to go out there and get at third base or, or they could just stay the course and go with Eduardo Escobar and potentially Beatty. And look what Brett Beatty, you know, similar to what the Yankees are going to do with a lot of their young guys, the Mets are going to have to have at least one of Beatty or or Alvarez have an impact on this lineup. Doesn't have to be both, and you wouldn't expect both. If it is both, that's great. But, you know, similar to what the Yankees are doing, they need to have an impact from their young guns. The, the Mets have to do the same thing now. There are three ways that you can upgrade your ball club. Free agency, trade, farm system. And... You know, the Mets try to do it via free agency. They have to a certain extent. They could look into the trade market, but they're reluctant to give up the prospects, which means they're going to have to hope that those prospects, whoever it may be, I'm not saying that I trust, you know, Vientos or Mauricio, who the hell knows with these guys, but they need right now as currently constructed Alvarez or Beatty, one of those guys to be an impact bat in that lineup because they're thin there. They are thin in the lineup. They were thin last year. They still won 101 games, made the postseason. That's great. But if you want to win a World Series, you're going to need another bat. Cohen knows it. They know it. And that, I think, is the good thing that you take away if you're a Met fan. That Think of it this way. What would you rather have? As disappointing as this is, what would you rather have? The years of big names being available? and the Mets not being interested in any of them? Rumored to get exactly none of the big names that were available? Whoever it may be. Obviously the biggest of the big, you know, Real Muto, Machado, Harper, all those guys. I mean, even go to a guy like Lorenzo Cain. I mean, the Mets weren't involved in anybody. It was always scrap heap stuff, if that. So would you rather have that or the richest owner in the sport who proved to you, proved to you by agreeing to the 12-year, $350 million contract with Correa that he was willing to overextend to do whatever it takes to build the best team possible. Not that that guarantees anything, but he knew that they needed that piece. They went out there and tried to get that piece. Unfortunately, that piece was broken. And what are you supposed to do? You can't complete the puzzle with a broken piece. You got to find another piece that fits. That's going to be on the Mets to go out there and find another piece that fits. And you have full confidence, or you should, that they will. So while it's disappointing, like I said, ain't that a kick in the nuts? Of course. Especially when you factor in the excitement that everybody had when it actually was happening a few weeks ago. We were in shock and disbelief. Couldn't believe that it was actually happening. And you factor in, too, and this is why you never take any of these reports seriously. All all three weeks, did you ever really think Correa was going to sign anywhere else? Everybody was saying, oh, it's going to be the Mets, it's going to be the Mets, it's going to be the Mets, it's going to be the Mets. And turns out it wasn't the Mets. As he goes back to Minnesota. And I do think you have to, as much as I despise him, I do think you have to give Scott Boris a ton of credit here. Because Scott Boris got a deal for his client that, Nobody else was going to give. The Mets weren't close. 
He ended up getting the guaranteed $200 million, a higher AAV than what the Mets were going to give. And it has a potential to be a 10-year deal worth even more with, you know, the vesting options, depending on how many ABs Correa has if he could stay healthy. So it's a win for Boris. I don't know if I would call it a win for Correa because I think he'd probably have been better off if he were in New York. You know, you think about the money he could have made. and He's going to get lost in Minnesota. They stink. The Twins suck. But if he's worried about just the bottom dollar, then he gets what he wants to. And for Minnesota, they're excited. They get their star player back. And they better hope he stays healthy for the Mets. Time to move on. I don't know if there's bigger and better available right now. But one thing that you've learned, too, in the past, when Cohen misses out, or I don't know if misses out is the right word, when, you know, when DeGrom chooses Texas, he gets Verlander. When Matt's, you know, messed around with them and kind of lied and their agent and they chose St. Louis, he went and got Max Scherzer. And I'm sure, I don't know when it's going to happen, but I'm sure there will be a response by the richest owner in the sport, by someone who clearly is determined to build the best team that he possibly can, first and foremost, not about money, not about the threshold, none of the above. First and foremost, he's looking to build the best team possible. I assure you that there will be another big move coming. When that is, I don't know. Could be this offseason, could be the in season, maybe both. Next offseason, but you know, and this is why you sleep well if you're a Met fan, you know that it's going to happen. Now, obviously, the most difficult part of it is you have to go out there and get the job done. Just because you win the offseason or make the biggest moves in the offseason doesn't guarantee anything. We've seen that for years with multiple teams. But you know, at least, the always thing the thing I always say in sports is the only thing you'd ask for as a fan is that the owner that you have goes out there and does everything they can to put a winning team together. Go out there and prioritize winning. That's the only thing you could ask for from a fan's perspective, that the owner prioritizes winning. At all costs is a great bonus. And that's what the Mets fans have. An owner who prioritizes winning at all costs. The move wasn't there. They thought it was. They thought they had it done. It wasn't there because the piece that they thought they were getting is broken. 877-337-6666. We'll get to your calls on the other side. Anything you want to discuss on this now, what the hell day is it? Wednesday morning, obviously, Correa is the lead story. I'm sure Mets fans will be disappointed and, you know, trying to cope with what do they do now. Just remember that that was the final piece, not a piece that, you know, was necessarily, um, yeah, it was it was a, a luxury piece. It was an over-the-top, okay, well, now you really better go out there and win. It doesn't mean that the Mets aren't going to be contending for the division or a postseason spot. We'll also get into the football as well as the Giants. We get closer and closer to the actual wild-card game on Sunday, looking at a wild-card weekend. We can still, some, uh, still do some Jets and their mess and what they should do moving forward, whatever it is you want to discuss on this Wednesday morning. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let it rip. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. What is it that we're going to talk about for the next four and a half hours? Linda is calling from Forest Hills. Good morning, Linda. Good morning, Sal. Well, we have a resolution. (laughs) Yes, we do. Uh, It's not the one that I personally wanted, even though though I did want it. I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that I wouldn't have had my, you know, fingers crossed that every at-bat, if he had a hit huh. and he slid into base, that, <laughs> you know, I'd be crossing my fingers that he didn't get hurt. Well, that's the thing. It's it's obviously frustrating, but what do you want him to do? Like, they they, they actually did the right thing. Would you, you, know what? Would you rather them go give $200 million and then Correa's ankle breaks and, and then what are we going to be saying? Oh, see, stupid Mets, LOL Mets. It's like they did the right thing. They'll get somebody I, else. It's just going to take yeah. some time. Yeah, uh, I can't, I don't, I don't, I can't blame Cohen for this at all. I mean, like you said, damaged goods. And everybody would have known it, like I said. The, the first second he slid into a base, everybody would be wondering if he would be able to get up, you know. But, um, yeah, the only thing that I could get on Cohen about is, you know, it's good that he says that he's aware of what this team needs mm-hmm. to take the next step. It's just that he was so excited about Correa. He said, this is it, putting all the onus on the player himself. Well, he was and saying when, this is the final piece, which it was, which I think it was refreshing to hear him say you that. You took it as the final piece and not like, oh, this, like, Carlos Correa is the guy. No, like, no, no. I think it was the final okay. piece. I mean, you can okay. make you can make a, a lot of arguments that Correa is not the best player on the team had he joined with the Mets, but he would have been a final piece. 
piece to an already solid team. Cohen knew that. That is why. See, this is not just a, oh, okay, well, let's go get some reckless, uh, another contract to go get a, a player that's not the level of Correa, if fully healthy mm-hmm. and performing. Like, this was the perfect fit. But he's hurt. Or he's, he's got uh, medical no, issues. No, so. absolutely. Absolutely. And there's nothing I you can agree. do about it. I mean, what are you supposed to Hey, you know, I met the perfect girl. You know, I'm saying, assuming I'm, I met the perfect girl, but she's married. Well, she's married. What are you going to do about it then? There's, I mean, there's, or whatever, <laughs> yeah, perfect guy. Exactly. Well, yeah, like, they, it's, there's nothing you can do about it. It's, da- it's damaged goods in this spot. Um, now, I will disagree with you slightly and say that I don't, I didn't see Korea as the luxury piece. Had this worked out, it would have been great. What I see as the luxury here is anything that the kids would have given the team as the luxury. Because, you know, now you're you're looking at a you're looking at this team now and saying, Okay, well, you have to you have to produce now. You have no choice. So everybody's good so all these kids are gonna be under the microscope having to perform because, you know, it, if they don't, I'm sorry. This lineup. Well, there's only when you compare there, there, it. There's only two of them, Linda. And remember, too. And thank you for the call. Always good to hear from you to start the show. Remember, too. The Mets are built on their starting rotation. That that's where their bread and butter is. That's what it was last year. Unfortunately for them, it failed them in the biggest moments in, in Atlanta. Obviously, down the stretch, and then again in the postseason. If that happens again, I don't care if they have Correa and Otani. They're not winning. They need those guys to perform. The Mets are built on their starting rotation. So they will go as Scherzer, Verlander, Kodai Senga. Like, the Mets are going to go as far as their rotation goes. That being said, they need another bat. They needed another power bat last year. It doesn't have to be the perfect bat. But they need a another power bat to back up Lindor and Alonzo in that lineup. They have a nice top four. Nemo, Marte. But they're just not there yet with the better lineups in the game. That one, the Correa move would have put them over the top. So now they don't have that. They need to find somebody that can provide that. Now, they do have Escobar, and I think Escobar is going to have a nice bounce back season. But, you know, is he that impact bat? I'm not so sure. I think he's a solid bat. I don't know if he's that impact bat that I want in the five hole. Vogel back, rough. They got to get rid of that combination. I don't want to see them anymore. And now even more so. Now there's no excuse to go into the year with Daniel Vogelback as the DH. Get rid of him and Ruff. Get them out of here. I don't care. Find somebody else. Now, Alvarez could be that guy, a DH, and catch a little bit. And maybe Beatty could come up eventually if he rakes at AAA. He's got to earn it. Go down at AAA or start the season at AAA and rake. And if you get so hot that it's like, hey, they got to bring him up here, then you bring him up have him play third, and move Escobar to DH. Or, I guess, have Beatty DH because he's the worst fielder of the two. For now, it wouldn't kill him if he could DH. And have Escobar play third, whatever. Maybe that's one way they could go. And obviously, like I said, at the trade deadline, they're going to be all in. Last year was just a weird year where there there wasn't really that perfect difference-making bat available. And the Mets, for whatever was out there, didn't want to give up their prospects. They didn't think it was a good fit. This year, be different. If there's a bat that they feel is the difference maker, they're going to get them. They'll give up to get them. Peter is calling from Hobe Sound, Florida. What's up, Peter? Hey, Sal. How you doing? How are you, Peter? I'm great. Okay. Um, 
observation about uh, Carrera and and a question. Correa, yeah, and uh, Correa, and mm. on the back end, I just have a um, my comment about being a lifelong Yankee fan and uh, and the Mets. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now with uh, with Carrera, now twelve years, you better be Lou Gehrig, in my mind. So put the medical issues aside. So I think the Mets made the smart move and right. Cohen. You know, he's well. They weren't. They weren't going to give him twelve years. That's why the the Mets are only going to go to six years, and you know, give him less than what the Twins gave him with the two hundred million. I mean, right from the get go, they they gave him twelve years. Well, right, but that was pending physical, and then once they had the physical, there was no way it was going to be that. It was they they ended up offering half the contract, and and that and that's my add on to this. Now, Giants sign him, great pending physical, no deal. Mets sign him, great, pending physical, no deal. Mm-hmm. Now, you got another deal on the table, pending physical. This is going to be my question. What's going to happen with that? Well, they already said, I, I thought it was just, uh, so before the show, I got my phone actually over uh, by where Evan usually sits because it's on a charger right now. But I believe that uh, Bob Nightingale reported that they're going to make it official later on today Well, they'll introduce Correa, no issues with the physical. So now I don't know I don't know how the Giants can see something, how the Mets can see something, and the Twins are like, oh no, he's all good, all good to go. Uh, I don't get it. Well, put it this way: if you had uh, a, a health issue that you needed to take care of, which doctors would you go see? Mets, Giants, or Twins? I'll tell you which ones I wouldn't go see. <laughs> yeah. Well. Anyway, well, I, I mean, I mean, look, it's it's there's. It sucks for the Mets, Peter, but there's really nothing they could have done here. You can't overextend to pay a player that you believe is has, a, has a major problem with his ankle. Absolutely. Thank you, Peter. Now, my Yankee thing. Oh, okay, go ahead. Yeah. Um, okay, now, um, I'm 65. I've mm-hmm. been a Yankee fan for 60 years. I'm mm-hmm. as diehard a Yankee fan as they come. And this thing about Yankee-Met rivalry and your opening uh, statement that the Yankee fans are breathing a sigh of relief, I really, truly, truly believe this rivalry with fans, Yankees, Mets, Mm -hmm. are for the youth. Young, immature people, stick it in your face, you lost again. But as I grew older, and being a lifelong Yankee fan, I truly developed to like the Mets. I don't like to see them fail. I mean, that's that's interesting. I do think you're on to something. Now, again, I'm seeing stuff on Twitter, you know, that... that I don't get into. I don't want to get into the Yankee Met stuff. I hate it. I think it's childish and stupid. The Yankee Met fan thing. Exactly. But, that's what I said. Right. No, I, I know. That's what I'm saying. I think you're onto something. But you're taking it to another level, saying that you're rooting for, um, you know, the Mets, which is fine. I mean, you're entitled to do that. What I like to do though is set it straight. So the, if if I'm seeing Yankee fans chirping at this. As immature and as foolish as it may seem, I also have to give my thought and let them know that they're wrong uh, in this particular case or or why they're wrong in this particular case. Well, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I don't want to get into the back and forth. And thank you for the call, Peter. Appreciate checking in. It, it, I don't like it. It's not what I do. One of the things that I'm most proud of as a broadcaster, and I, I got to get the tape at some point because I reference this all the time, but I don't even know where the, you know, I don't, I don't think I have it on tape. I was on immediately following the Yankees' loss in game six of the ALCS in 2019. I was the first voice after the postgame show. 
The Yankees ended their season losing to the Astros yet again, 2019, Game 6 of the ALCS. And what was a great game. LeMay, you had that big home run that brought them back. The Yankees end up losing on the walk-off with Altuve, Chapman. If you listen to that open, you would think that I grew up a diehard Yankee fan. Or at least you would have no idea who I rooted for. You would assume the Yankees. Meanwhile, I grew up a diehard Met fan who at one point in my life hated the Yankees. But I'm a professional broadcaster. And I represent the New York sports fan when I'm using this microphone. That means the Jets, Giants, Knicks, you name it. We talk about New York sports in an unbiased way. That, to me, is how I was raised to do it. So when I see stuff that's not done that way, I I just don't agree with it. And then when you see stuff like on Twitter where Yankee fans are celebrating or making fun of or whatever, Facebook, and you see um, Yankee fans making fun of the Mets today, it's A, stupid. B, immature. C, just so foolish and ignorant. Like, it just, people don't understand the reality of the situation. Anybody that's knocking the Mets for this is a moron. This isn't the Mets' fault. And then if you're saying, well, the Yankees or, you know, the Yankees didn't get Correa last year. Yeah, because they're idiots. They didn't want Correa. They'd rather have IKF or Donaldson. How'd that work out for them? Meanwhile, if they had Correa last year to the deal that the Twins got, maybe the Yankees would have won the World Series last year. Jeff is calling from Brooklyn. What's up, Jeff? How you doing, Sal? How are you, Jeff? Let me start. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm all right. That's good. I just want to say I, I love this show, and, and, and that's not pandering, but I am a Yankee fan, and i got to ask you a question. I've heard you say a lot about uh, some backhanded swipes on the Yankees' choices of IKF and Josh Donaldson, and in my opinion, Brian Cashman has done more good for the Yankees than not. But i got to ask you a question, man. You think it'd have been better for the Mets if they'd have just tried their best to get Correa and say this is what we're doing pending? They didn't do any of that in the beginning. It was a whole lot of oh look who we got the final piece blah 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 in the beginning, and then when things started to go south, all this spinning is going on, and you know I don't have a problem with a a a a, a, a fun back and forth between Yankee and Mets fans. That's what makes New York New York. But when you got to spin it, hey listen. Brian Cashman and everybody on that well, team. What do you, you. Well, hold on. You're talking about two different things. What exactly is being spun? I, I don't know. I'm confused. Well, you, you, Sal, let me tell you something. I think if, if, if Mets fans, including yourself, because you're a big Mets fan, I mean, you spent all of this season talking about how the Mets would never get out of first place, and that kind of blew up. But the truth of the matter is that if the Mets fans would just say, hey, listen, we laid an egg on this one, we're going to do better than that. But, how, but again, would, how they lay – what are you talking about? How they lay an egg? The guy's hurt. I don't, how did they introduce themselves when they first had the opportunity to get Correa? Yeah, they, 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 the report was that they agreed to a 12-year, $315 million deal that, with Correa. Right. Yeah, now, 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 right? Agree or not agree? Would have been better if they would have said, hey, listen, we know the Giants had some issues with... with right, with, it's, with, I, with it, was still, it was obviously pending physical. Everybody knew that. It no, was no, pending... No, see, 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 Sal, that's where you and I disagree. No, no, it was. You, well, you're, you're not wrong. It's not, that's not an opinion. That's the fact. It was always pending physical. No one... Uh, hey, listen, you may disagree with me on this one, okay? But when this first came out, nobody said anything pending physical. It was nobody. pending physical. It's a fact. I'm what do you mean nobody it, said it? I'm not saying it wasn't. What I'm saying was nobody in the known universe heard anything about pending physical. In the back office, uh, it might have been. I don't, no, I don't, I don't think that that's that. true. Maybe you weren't listening in the right places. Yeah. I don't. Hey, listen, I live in Brooklyn my whole life, man. I, I heard it all, all day, every day from my buddies who are Mets fans. Look what we did. Mm-hmm. This is a new sign, brother. Blah, blah, blah. It just looks now, it, it, and forgive my opinion on this, Sal, 
It just looks now like y'all guys are looking just like the Wilpons, but with an owner with more money now. Same mistakes happen. But, but how, well, wait, wait a second. This is where you're wrong, and this is where you're foolish. This, you're exactly what I'm talking about. You're exactly. Who, who's the richest? Who's the richest owner in the sport? Who's making the most mistakes in the sport? Who? How are the Mets making mistakes? How are they making the mistakes? What mistake did they make here, Jeff? They didn't sign the player. What what mistake did they make? Hey, 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 Sal, they didn't have to sign Jeff, it. Jeff, just, Jeff, get it through. Get it. Jeff, Jeff, instead of instead of talking because you sound stupid, why don't you just listen to me and I'm going to educate you here. I don't know. I'm serious. I can help right. you. Let me All help right. educate let's, you let's, here. Let's, who's let's the rich? Let's who's the richest owner in the sport? What, does it, what difference does it make? Answer the question. What difference does it make? Because you just said that the Mets are talking like they have the new Steinbrenner. And I'm going to ask you the question again. Who's got the richest owner in the sport? You you believe that it's Steve Who's Harvey? got the richest? Is this your last chance or I'm hanging up on you? Who's got the richest owner in the sport? <laughs> you believe it's the Steve Cohen. The Mets do, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. No, not I believe it's Steve Cohen. It is Steve Cohen. This is not my opinion. This is a fact. It is Steve Cohen. Let's go to the booth. Fleeks, who's got the richest owner in Major League Baseball? Well, who's got? That would be the Mets because Steve Cohen has more money than anybody in baseball. Thank you. It's not a very difficult question. Like, we ask questions around here sometimes. Yeah, maybe I'll come up Thursday. I'll do the TRQ. 10 you can ask questions. this one, too. What team officially, and this is, again, fact and not opinion, has the high risk pay, highest payroll, not in baseball, in the history of baseball? Just, Fleegs, educate the audience. That would be the New York Mets. Thank you. Okay, so factually speaking, the Mets have, A, the richest owner in the sport, B, the highest payroll in the sport. And then you wonder why people are saying he's the new Steinbrenner. Now, I'll, I'll give it one better. He's not Steinbrenner because George would have went out there and signed Correa regardless of the medicals. Cohen showed discipline, which I think you need to do, which brings us back to you saying that they make the most mistakes. How's this a mistake? How is it a mistake? They had their medical team look at the player, uh, as you, anyone would, the physical. It didn't work out. It was no good. So based on that physical, they were only willing to go to six years, 100 and whatever it was, $57 million. And you think that that's a mistake? I beg to differ. I don't think that they've made mistakes. By the way, every team is going to make moves that don't work out, but I'm assuming you're not talking about that. I'm not sure what you're talking about. So you're saying that the mistake was celebrating that they agreed to terms with the player? Okay, I mean, that's the mistake? Here's a mistake. Let me lay it out for you, Jeff. I'll educate you some more. You know what a mistake was? Trading for Josh Donaldson. That's what I deem a mistake. How much are the Yankees paying Donaldson again this year? Right. You know what's a mistake? Thinking IKF was a good defensive shortstop. Mistake. Now, those are two that just come, you know, they're at the forefront of my mind. Because we're talking about third base, shortstop. They're at the forefront of my mind. Those are mistakes. Now, I am not saying, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that the Mets are a better run organization and they're better than the Yankees. You may be hearing that. Maybe you're jealous, and I think a lot of Yankee fans are, because they used to be the big, bad, big spenders. And now the Mets are. Regardless of this, remember, regardless of this contract not going through, the Mets still have the richest owner in the sport and the highest payroll. So again, I'll ask you, what mistakes are the Mets making here? If anything, this shows how smart they have become. 
And I mean, your words, Jeff, you use, oh, it's just like Will Ponds, but with more money. A, that is a statement that contradicts itself and as dumb as you can possibly be. And B, it couldn't be more different than prior ownership. Got it? We good now? Kevin is calling from Queens. What's up, Kev? Good morning, Sal. Thank you for the energy, the consistency. I got a quick question for you. What's up, Kev? Who's the real pro on Midnight Radio? I'm a professional. Sal Cara, you already know. <laughs> listen, Sal, I don't know if this is the proper time. But listen, my birthday is on August 25th, and I would love if you could give me an early birthday present. I got to bring this person up because enough is enough. Last year, this person called me a clown because I said the only power by the player and in New York baseball that you can compare with Aaron Judge is Paula Bear. And he called me a clown and everything. And I hope you're listening because you got to learn. Who? And by the way, do you know that you, know that you who, have a, a who person said that? Who said that? Um, the guy before you. Oh, Keith. Okay. Yeah. That wasn't enough. Today, this person started his show marking the max. And not only that, he let his fan insult you and disrespect you by calling you insane, by spending so many hours talking about Carlos' career. I never seen you letting nobody disrespect your co-workers. And he got to yeah, learn. Well, he look, here's what I'll say is if anybody's got an issue with me, they know where to find me. Whether that's Keith, whether so it's a caller, I don't care who it is. They know where I see Keith every night, so I don't. There's no issues with with Keith and I when I come over and cross. If it's Please, a caller, my present, bring yeah. bring Keith Mafioso to the half seat. Bring a one nine. The same way you bring um, Taylor <laughs> Matthews to talk about how to speak. Please give me that as a birthday present. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think we need to do that. And by the way, if you have an issue with Keith, Kev, you could call his show. Just like I would say to his oh, no, callers. No, no. Listen, I don't have any issue with him. I like the if, if there is a, but the, but the same way that I would tell you, if you want to talk about another host, call their show. That's what this is here for. If another, if another caller called Keith's show or any other show and called to, to talk about me, that's stupid. Call me. I'm right here. I mean, I, I think that that's cowardly. You're going to go complain about me or talk about me and say something on another show. I'm right here. I'm here for you five hours. Pick up the phone and give me a call. Hey. You know why hey, they do that? Darren. You know why they do that? Because they don't want right. the smoke. Listen, they they could talk whatever they want about the mix, but this is the BC mix. With the, there's no more weapons around. Yeah, no? I mean, I, look, Kevin, thank you for the call. I appreciate you checking in, and get back to me on that birthday wish in August. But call Keith. You have a problem with Keith? Call him. I did not hear this call that you're referencing. Nor do I really care. I don't read the comments anymore on social media, Facebook. I mean, they post these things, whatever it may be. Matt Ryan, the NL East is over. I don't care. I'm here doing a show, and I believe in what I believe in. And I know what I'm saying is right. And I know what I am as a talk show host. I'm comfortable with that, very comfortable with that. If people, whether it's a Yankee fan or not, whether it's Keith, whether it's whoever, I don't care what they think. If you think that this is a bad look for the Mets, you're an idiot. You don't understand what's happening. If you think that things haven't changed significantly since Steve Cohen took over, you're an idiot. You don't see the difference and now. You don't understand the difference. How much more do the Mets got to spend? And until they actually win a World Series, everybody's going to be able to run their stupid remarks. Oh, LOL Mets, or it's the same old Mets. It's not that. If you actually grew up and understood what was happening here, you would know that. 
but a lot of people don't. And I don't I can't I can't help as much as I try to, because really that's what we do here. We try to help people out. As much as I try to help educate, some people just don't want to listen. It's different. If you were calling me and complaining about Sal, why have the Mets not gotten in on Carlos Correa? That I could understand. As a matter of fact, this particular circumstance, I didn't even think the Mets would be interested in Correa because they've already done so much. How could you expect the owner to go out there and get another guy that's going to be a $300 million player? But they did. They did that, which is why Mets fans got excited. And they were right to get excited. It didn't work out. It happens. Bleep happens. But to say that they did something wrong here is just completely inaccurate. Matter of fact, they played it right. It was a unique circumstance. Did the Giants do something wrong? Or the Giants in the wrong too? 877-337-6666. Maybe if there's one thing you can critique the Mets for would be that Cohen believed Scott Boris when he said there's no medical issue, the Giants are hesitant here, but I don't know what the issue is. Maybe Cohen wanted to believe what Boris said, so he listened to him, and that's where they came to the agreement, but it was always pending physical. It's not like Cohen had the wool pulled over his eyes and was going to be caught with his pants down and committed $300 bucks to the guy. He didn't. He had the doctors look at it. The medical team says, hey, sorry, boss, but this is no good. And then they say, okay, well, here's what we're willing to give. And that's that. You got a better deal in Minnesota? Tip your cap to him move on. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. He once said that owning the Yankees was like owning the Mona Lisa, a testament to his love of the game and his players. Now a team that isn't used to losing has lost one of the greats. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. It's your turn to cause trouble. Call The Fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. So we got a long one for you. Obviously, the news of Carlos Correa front and center. We could get into some football as well. Rangers with a nice performance out of the garden. I'm actually going to go to the Nick game tonight. Have not been to a game all year long. Uh, I was texting with uh, Hector uh, in Washington Heights a little bit. We're going to head out to the Knicks-Pacers game tonight at the garden. So I'm looking forward to that. We could have some fun talking Knicks afterward. Uh, as well, and of course, get ready for Wild Card Weekend. Paul is calling from Hartford, Connecticut. What's up, Paul? Hey, how you doing, Sal? Good, Paul. How are you? Hey, the only concern I have is the last time I called you, I was asking you. I'm going to put you on the spot for one minute. I was asking you, what are we going to do with the DH? Now create this deal folded. Mm-hmm. What are we still going to do at the DH? Well, I mean, right now, I think you're probably looking at best-case scenario as currently constructed. Maybe they make a move. I mean, maybe they go get Adam Duvall. Who knows? But right now, it's got to be Alvarez, to me, would be their best hope. Or, eventually, they bring up Beatty, and then you could have Beatty or Escobar 
as well in that spot. But I don't think that there is a clear – I here put it this way, anybody but Vogelback or Ruff. I, I don't want to see Daniel Vogelback on the team. Oh, Ruff. Ruff's got to clear up a roster spot here. Right? Yeah, I, and I'm assuming that he will. At some point, they're going to get rid of him. But for now, he's there. And for whatever reason, they like Vogelback, who's just useless. I know, all the respect, I mean, Vogelback's useless. What does he do? Uh, he does hit righty. So one thing I'll ask you, do you think Do you think now they go out and get Mancini and they're able to at least spend some money more more money in the bullpen now. There's rumors about Britain. Yeah, I, and I don't know what that's good. I, I I could see them getting Britain. I could see that. I want to see them go get Adam Duvall. I'd rather not have uh, Mancini. I think he's okay. Yeah, but Duvall could be a, a power bat that they need. Not again. Not that he's going to be Correa. Nobody is. I mean, there's a reason why everybody was so yeah. excited that they might be getting him. But Duvall maybe would be a guy who could help in that lineup. Again, it's not like they need much. We're talking about. It's very rare that a team completes the hopeful championship puzzle before the season starts. That is very rare going into a year. And even if you yeah, do, it would be it would be nice to see them have a little more wiggle room at the trade deadline, right. and then see them to go make well, more. You know, well, more well, but that's there. but but that's the thing. So they're fine going into the season like this, but they're going to have to add similar to what happened last year. We said the same thing. So they're going to have to add a bat at some point if they want to get to the next level. That should be available at the trade deadline. So we'll see. For now, I don't. I wouldn't go nuts on Mancini. I would rather Duvall. If I'm yeah. going to add anybody bat wise, the one that I keep, uh, the one that I hear about that I like would be Adam Duvall. Yeah, because he does. Yeah, he could mash, and he has all that potential to come back and be like a type of comeback player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's the one thing you could see with Duvall. Definitely. Yeah, one hundred percent. And yeah. then try to build up the pen now. Take that money and build up the pen and see what we could do here. I mean, now we're in the driver's seat. I mean, the one thing the Mets fans got to understand is we have the number one prospect in all baseball. And I know it's not we don't see him play every day, but we got Beatty. And you know what the one thing is? If Correa was here, he would have hampered us. He doesn't steal braces, Sal. We and Nimmo's got it. Nimmo has to start stealing. Yeah, more but that's not Nimmo's game. And I'm not going to get caught up. And thank you for the call, Paul. Appreciate you checking in. I'm not going to get caught up in the stolen bases right now. It's about power. And I'm also not going to knock Correa, the player. He was the ideal fit for multiple reasons. One, he's a power bat. That legitimate five hitter. I mean, wherever they would have hit him, but that legitimate five hitter that would have been that impact bat in that lineup that they've been lacking. Two, his makeup. His attitude, all that he went through with the cheating scandal in Houston, being able to overcome that, face that head on, and succeed, thrive through all that adversity. And then three, his ability to hit in the postseason. Those are the reasons why I loved Correa more than anybody else. That was the guy I wanted all along. I just didn't think it was realistic that they would get him. Especially after the other moves that they made. And obviously nobody knew about what the injury issue is with them. But, I mean, that's the case. But they're still a good ball club. And that's the thing. Now, let's not go nuts here. I don't know what kind of contract Duvall is going to get. But he is a guy that in 2021, last year was banged up. He hit 12 homers last year in 86 games. The year before with Atlanta, he had 38 homers and 113 ribbies. 
Now, he's going to be 34 this year, an older player. I can't imagine to pay him a lot, but this is a guy who could hit 25, 30 home runs. Pat is calling from Milford, Connecticut. What's up, Pat? Hey, Sal. How's it going? Happy New Year, buddy. Happy New Year, Pat. How are you? Hey, I'm, I'm a Yankees fan, and I'm, I'm glad you guys uh, didn't get him. I don't think he would fit along in that in the clubhouse with your, with your team. And, you know, I, I like watching the Mets, too. And I think the younger generation is not like us. Always want to fight, and it's good when we have two winning teams in the town. Why do you think Correa wouldn't have fit in? I, I think you guys have good, good. Well, stop saying you guys. I'm not on the team. I, I don't. I, I can't well, stand that. So I, it's not you guys. Oh, I'm sorry, the Mets. I'm sorry, not, sorry, not, no, it's okay. No, no, but I'm just saying the Mets. Why well, do you think he wouldn't have fit in the Mets clubhouse? Well, I think they got a continuity thing going, and I, I, I think. He would just bring a bad attitude because of his eating ways. He's a good player, but even if he came to the Yankees, he wouldn't fit in with with Judge or any of that. Well, see, I like his attitude, Pat, and thank you for the call. I like Correa's makeup. That's one of the reasons why I wanted him. I think he's got a great attitude. Deal with the adversity uh, that he dealt with. To me, that shows strength and character. You go through something like that and come out of it successfully, which he did. No, it's look. This is not about the Yankees. I don't understand why Yankee fans keep calling about this. I mean, this is not about the Yankees. I mean, my God, are you one of these Yankee fans, Marco? That is that uh, had a, a little smile on their face today. No, no, because no, I'm not from the Yankee pr- perspective. But I will say this, and I said this before with Rosenberg and with Keith when we were mm. talking. To me, this is an unmitigated disaster for the Mets. Why? Because you went out as your owner, as Steve Cohen came out and said. This was the final piece we needed to get over the top. And when the when it all came down to it, when the, if you'd have said he signs a 12-year deal or 10-year deal with Minnesota, I get it. You right. don't want to make the long-term commitment. It's too much. I understand. But bottom line, this came down to $42 million right. over six years. So you're telling me the final piece of the puzzle, the piece that we got assume. you— in, in the owner's words, this is the piece that we needed, the final no, piece. No, no, but I'm saying the to 42 the million. Top. We're assuming because you also don't know about the uh, that back end where it could go up to 10 years. I get it, but right. that to me, that back end of it was supposed to be you had to pass a physical every Incentive. year. Yeah, so right, that's right. that's part of it. So if you're talking about guaranteed money, and it's from what all the accounts were, or all the reports are, mm-hmm. you're talking about $157 million over six years. That you're willing to do, but for what you thought was the final piece to get you a world title... You weren't willing to spend $42 million over six years? Right, but wouldn't that tell you that something is – like, I, I bet that they were felt like they were overextending at the number that they were at. Wouldn't that tell you that they really feel like something's wrong with the leg? If that's the case, then why would you go to $157 million? But that's what that I mean. That makes no maybe, sense. Maybe, but maybe they felt like they were overextending in that spot. And also, remember, the luxury tax threshold, because if their AAV goes up each year – they're paying more so per if year. We, if we, you're called at the Steve Cohen tax. You right. said tax be damned. But now they were going to give him 315. It's, it's to me. It's not about the money. It's about the health of the player because they were giving him 315 million bucks. Right. But then that I understand. If you're telling me 10 years, 12 years, 300 million, I get it. Now we got into six years. You're talking six years, the, 28 to 34. You were that concerned, but you still made an offer of almost 160 million. But you drew the line there. Right. Well, I think you have to draw it somewhere. And that line in the sand doesn't make sense to me. 160 to 200 million, that's the line in the sand on a guy that the owner had said puts us over the top to get a title. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, but I think that there's more to it. So you're right. It it may not make sense the way that you're looking at it, but think about it. 
Do you think that Steve Cohen is going to let $40 million bucks get in the way? It makes me think that stubbornness or pride got in the way. No, That's I, what it makes I, me think. I really, I really believe that they were like, this player is potentially damaged goods. We're not going to overextend ourselves. Go to the higher AAV. Go to the $200 million for six years. They had their number. At some point, you got to draw the line in the sand because also Scott Boris could be milking the Mets because they know Steve Cohen knows the richest owner in the sport. They I, could be milking him, too. I get that, Sal. But bottom line, then the Mets got outbid by the Twins. They for, got outbid a, by the Twins. For a player who's damaged goods. Minnesota had him last year. If they're comfortable with the physical in six years, again, from 28 to 34. They said, they said their physical showed no issues. Well, I don't know issues. That's no, what it I, said. I, again, that's, So the Giants saw issues. The Mets saw issues. Right. I, I, find, it hard to, I find it hard to believe. Because if the Twins saw no issues, they wouldn't be offering six years. They'd be offering him 10 to 12 years. And they would have got him and scooped him up a long time ago. Right. So there is obviously something there. But if the Mets are willing to talk six years, to me, then money shouldn't be the thing that stops this. He's either the guy that you think he right, is but if you or think, he's not. No, but if you think he's good for, say, three years, and then you're going to have to suck it up and eat the next three, that's one thing. If you think he's good for five or six years, that's a different story. I don't think that they thought he was going to be good for six. What? I think they were looking at it as a three-year thing probably, saying that we'll extend ourselves to six years, $157 million, whatever the number, exact number was. We'll extend that under these circumstances. And Boris and Correa were like, no, well, no way, we're not doing that. And they go to Minnesota, they got a better deal. Uh, again, to me, that's yeah. still that... Money came down to it in a short period. Again, if it's 12 years, 10 years, I get it. 300 million, 250, I, I get all that. We're talking $40 million over six years for a guy that you had all, all said, the owner said, the player mm-hmm. talking about, everybody felt like this was the last piece. And I agreed. This was the piece that made the Mets better. Because where exactly are they better from last year? They're not. They're the same team. Right, but but they're... This I mean, they made could be, them better. Yeah, well, obviously. But, I mean, you could say that about the Yankees, too. I mean... I agree. Right. The Yankees are not yeah. better than but, last But that's year. what I mean. So, they're relying on the young players to come up and produce. So, this would have put them over the top. This was the final piece, as he said. It's... <laughs> the guy's hurt. What do you want to do? He's I, hurt. He's damaged goods. I, I don't buy it. $40 million can't be the reason you don't get the final Marco, piece of the but puzzle. But think about what you're saying. You're saying the richest owner in the sport prevented himself from getting the player who he said his words were the difference was the difference maker for 40 million bucks. Don't you think that something's wrong with that? Then I I, I need more then. I, I need well, a lot I mean, more than maybe, that. Maybe more will come out, but I mean, you're not going to be able 34? to get... This guy's been up? playing on this thing for 10 years. Now all of a sudden it's going to give out next year? It doesn't make sense. You know, I, I, and the twins who had him are comfortable, which they You can't. trust the twins? I can't trust a team that has no chance to make these big, giant deals. The Twins were willing not to give $200 million over six years. They can't make a mistake. They're willing to make that chance, that, to, to roll the dice, yeah. and the Mets can't make that mistake? You think What's that, the worst that happens? If his leg falls off in three years. Well, you waste $200 million bucks. What do you mean? It's do the worst you, that happens. Yeah, and like, and because, they're, they're, because of where their payroll's at, their luxury tax. He's paying way more than Minnesota is per per a, uh, the AAV the point, because of the luxury tax. The point Marshall. of having a Steve Cohen and Uncle Stevie and all the mm-hmm. money and all that is to be able to have the money but to cover up hurt. the mistakes. He's got He's damaged He's good. not injured currently. He's not. That's, this is but, a down-the-line thing. No, but you don't know that. You're assuming that. You don't know how far down the line. It could be. They, Correa was saying he felt a tingling, whatever, this year. 
So there's a there's something with that ankle. If that's the case, then why would you offer him six years, 160? Right. But that's but you're, you're missing the point here. That's where their line in the sand was. Maybe in their mind they're thinking he's worth 100 million for three years, whatever it may be. Will extend to 160. Like that's where he was extending. I have a hard to. time with that. No. I have a hard time well, with that. Eventually, we'll find out. I would assume more about it. I don't know if we could find out the exact issue with his. I get all that, but like I said, look, if he has, let's say, three years at the Correa that we know, is this a mistake for the Mets? Because in my mind, it is. Your window right now is small. All of your top-line pitchers are 40 years old. Mm -hmm. Your window is now. If you're willing to spend three years. But they don't need Carlos Correa to win a World Series. I mean, Can this team win a World Series? Because I don't believe that. No, but they're going to get more. And yes, they could. Where? Yes, they could. They won 101 games last year. They Do you think the Phillies last year could win a World Series? I'm not saying they will, and obviously Correa would have helped them. Yeah, the Mets could win a World Series currently constructed. I don't believe that. There's I think a lot, a lot of teams of th- better. They got the best pitching rotation in baseball. I don't think they have the best team in their own division. Uh, again, Who's I think better than them right now on paper. The Braves. Better than the Mets? Yeah. How? The Braves got worse. They lost Swanson. The Braves weren't even as good as the Mets last year. I mean, they beat them they t- finished with the same record. They beat them on a tiebreaker. I mean, wow. Well. They beat them on a tiebreaker. Yeah, they were basically the same. They started off slow, and then they, they, they played them the rest of the year. They basically the same. The Braves lost Swanson. The Mets got better. Where did they get better? Incrementally in the rotation. They're deeper in the starting rotation than they were last year. At the very least, you could say that they're the same. If you had told got, me that in the, in the bullpen, in the bullpen yeah, that I could, I, well, could least, I can live with. Well, Although are. I really don't know if they're any better because Diaz can't be better. No, no, but they are better in the bullpen, and the Braves have gotten worse. So, I mean, I just... I, I don't see it. Again, to me, it, we're all going back to the same thing. The goal was whatever means necessary to get a title to Queens. You had a chance to do He's that with hurt, the last Marco. piece. He's hurt, Marco! He's hurt! What don't you get? At 12 years, $300 million, I get it. You're walking away from $40 million. He's That's hurt. the final straw. Makes no sense. He's got a busted ankle. He's hurt. And they're not going to pay $200 million for a guy who's hurt. That's where they drew the line. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.